What's up, everybody? I hope you guys have been doing well. Uh, welcome back to another episode of Real Talk with Oywak. Um, it's it's been a minute. If you follow uh, the Instagram account um, for the for my podcast, um, you you heard me talk about how um, I've been balancing a job, um, pursuing uh, other things and other ideas, and 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 just trying to you know balance school and life on top of it. Um, so I ended up taking. Uh, a few extra days off of focusing on on the next episode, and then you know that turned into like three weeks. Um, and so, yeah, if you haven't, if you've been waiting on a, another episode, I'm sorry for that. Uh, but you know, I'm just excited to get back into it again. Um, so, obviously, this episode is out, and now um, the ne- I'm planning on dropping uh, my next episode uh, with my boy Jalen. On uh, Wednesday, uh, November 18th, so this upcoming uh, Wednesday. Um, and so, if you saw the poll that I, I posted on, on uh, the account for uh, this podcast, um, it was a few days, I think, no, I think it was actually uh, two days after the election had began, so it was like Thursday, um, and Thursday, November, what was that, November 5th, um, I posted a poll uh, because so much had been going on with the election, and I asked people if they wanted me uh, to cover it at all. And you know, initially, uh, when I began this podcast, not once did I ever consider talking about politics because not because it's necessarily uh, an uncomfortable topic. That's not a problem for me at all. But uh, just because um, you know, I really don't want to spend majority of my episodes talking about politics because then it would really just all my uh episodes would just really be debates and whatnot um so the election was kind of going on and I kind of wanted to to talk about a little bit about it I was going to post a little snippet on Instagram but so I ran a poll and and I asked people if they wanted me to cover in an episode and I think it was like 45 people said yes to one person saying no um, and so, yeah, this this episode is uh, a little bit about my thoughts on the election um, and, and events around the election. Um, and personally, uh, you know, I have a lot of like mixed emotions about like everything that's happened over like the last few weeks. Um, there's a lot of things that to me are kind of discouraging, but then at the same time, you know, um, there are so, there are also things that are encouraging to me, and and. Uh, yeah, so I just guess I, I guess I get right into it. Um, and so the first the the first like uh, few things I wanted to address were kind of uh, regarding like Instagram and, and people posting things at um, like about the election. Um, and a few things like kind of bothered me a little bit because I think for some people it really kind of came from a place of like privilege, um, which you know I think a lot of posts like were like well intentioned, but I guess. I guess maybe to me, being a black person, uh, they could have came off a, a different way. Um, and, and then to other people who um, are affected by the election in different ways, um, again, I feel like for them, they couldn't really have the same stance of the things that like people were saying, I guess. Um, and the first thing is that I saw a lot of people that were like, oh, you know, whoever wins the election, you know, God is in control. Um, and to me, you know, I always have believed Jesus is king and I always will believe that <clears throat> and I don't think that is uh contingent on an election I don't think that's uh contingent on whether 
uh, a country has a democracy or a dictatorship. I don't think it's contingent on, um, you know, what year it is. I, I'm a firm believer that God is in control. Um, but, you know, I feel like saying it in a time like the election, while it is true, um, sometimes can be a little too uh, simplistic and um, not necessarily... It can sometimes be a little bit tone deaf, I would say. Um, it is, like I said, the statement is true and it's well intentioned, but, you know, I feel like it, it, it might come off as insensitive during that time. Um, and, like, let's let's say, like, for example, you know, two years ago I lost one of my good friends, uh, Trinette, and, you know, if somebody had told me at the time, like, hey, Kevin, I'm sorry for your loss, but Jesus is still king, like, that statement is true, but uh, the timing is kind of insensitive or uh, doesn't necessarily help console the, the emotions I'm feeling. Um, and so, you know, I like I said, I think those types of posts were well-intentioned and uh, they're factual statements, but uh, in a time where a lot of people are going to be affected and um, and whatnot, I feel like it can come off uh, the wrong way. And like I said, this is coming from someone who is a believer myself. Um and then the, kind of like the next thing that I was going to uh, address kind of going about that is that, um, you know, I personally, I didn't really cut people off uh, necessarily if they voted for Trump or I'm not like not friends with people that voted for him. Like, um, you know, I would say that, yes, of course, I'm a little bit disappointed, granted that um, some of the things that he said, especially regarding Black Lives Matter, and I'll get into that very shortly, um, but I just don't really got it in me necessarily to cut people off um, for that. and But, like, I do understand when other people do. Um, like, <clears throat> I know people that... Um, actually, okay, how do I say this? I know people that I positive voted for Trump. They wouldn't necessarily, like, outwardly say that. And so I guess I'm not necessarily... I haven't, like, cut them off or anything like that because... Um, because of that, but again, I think, to, like I said before, it's just, it's, I guess, a little bit disappointing that, like, considering all the things that he's kind of said and done that, you know, I've expressed to you, um, those people that have voted for him, that bother me, uh, it's just kind of sad that, like, that's still, I guess, not enough of a, of a problem for you, um, but, you know, I saw a lot of posts that, um, around the idea that, hey, you can disagree about politics and still be friends, um, and, I mean, I guess that can be true, but I don't necessarily think cutting people off for their, and I say with air quotes, political beliefs is a problem. Um, because to me, I don't see a lot of things like Black Lives Matter as politics. Um, and so if my friends, if people I know think that Black Lives Matter is a symbol of hate or uh, if people I know complain about looting 24-7 but don't talk about black people dying at the hands of law enforcement, um, you know, why would I want to be friends with you? Like, dude, I'm, I'm black myself, you know? Um, and so I honestly, I don't really have a problem with people cutting, you know, people out of their lives or cutting friends or whatever out of their lives because of um, their, and I said again with air quotes, political beliefs. To me, I don't see issues like Black Lives Matter as a political belief. I see it as a human right. Um, you know, I see a lot of those issues. I, people, I think, uh, throw around the, the term politics to Lucy. So I think a lot of people have the idea that, you know, hey, if it's uncomfortable or 
um, if politicians discuss it, then it's political. But again, I don't see things that way. Um, I see it as a matter of right versus wrong. Um, but not only that, uh, I think people also use the, the term friends too loosely. For example, you don't have to be friends with someone to offer them you know, basic respect. The Bible says to love your enemies and neighbors as thyself. It doesn't tell you to love your friends as thyself. So, yeah, you, to me, I see that as, hey, like, yeah, you can cut people off because, you know, you think their beliefs are backwards. I, again, I don't see a problem with that. Um, but that doesn't mean that you stop respecting them. That doesn't mean you st- uh, stop treating them the way that you want to be treated, you know. Um, but, again, that idea, the biblical principle of loving your enemies and neighbors as thyself, it does not say anything about your friends. You know, God doesn't command you to, to love your friends. So, um, yeah, I just think... That's saying you can disagree about politics and still be friends is uh, very tone deaf. I think it's kind of uh, disrespectful that you would count Black Lives Matter and um, and all these things as political opinions, uh, when in reality, I think it's just a matter of human rights. Um, And and then again, the term friend, I think it's thrown around too loosely. Like, um, I can be acquainted with somebody who, who voted a different way. Like, that's totally cool, but... Friends, I mean, to me, I see friend is uh, friend is completely different. Um, so yeah, I think you should still at least be able to be cordial with people that uh, you disagree with, and you should still treat them with respect. I don't think that changes based on who they voted upon, but I think people are so quick to throw around the word friend, and a, uh, if you vote um, against me as an individual, or if you vote for someone who doesn't think systemic racism exists. How can we be friends? You're literally saying that the things that I complain about and the things that hurt me are not real. Um, so yeah, obviously I can't be friends with someone who thinks you know black lives is a, is a topic for discussion because to me that's not a, a topic of disagreement. One, because that's my life as an individual. And two, it's just that's not something that's worth debating. Um, I don't think human lives are, are ever worth debating. And I'm even surprised that uh, in a year like 2020, where you would think we would have advanced and gotten over some of you know these old issues, that we would stop having these discussions. Um, and so, yeah, I don't think for those people that did cut people off, like I said, I, I didn't necessarily cut people off. Like I'm, I don't really see a problem with that. Um, but let's stop using the word friend too loosely, and let's stop calling everything that. Um, is talked about and is taboo political because, you know, I don't, again, I don't agree that that's okay. Um, and I always tell people, man, so obviously, um, if you know me, you, you could tell that I got progressive beliefs. Um, you know, I'm not, uh, I'm not, I'm not going to lie about that nor hide it or, um, try to make it seem like that's not true because it definitely is. Um, but yeah, so like I voted for Joe Biden. I'm not a fan of Trump, and it has more to do with Trump's character um, than his policy. Um, and I'm, I'll get kind of into that in a second. But <clears throat> I kind of wanted to get those few things around around the Instagram posts and all all those things that I was seeing out of the way first. Um, and, and you know, for the rest of this episode, I'm gonna kind of start off with. Uh, the bad things around the election, the things that uh, made me a little discouraged, and you know, then I'll finish uh, with the things that left me a little bit in- encouraged. Um, 
you know, I always believe in sharing the bad news first and getting the good news last. Uh, so, yeah. Um, and, and then I guess the last thing before I kind of get into more about the election is, you know, I see people always reducing every uncomfortable or bad thing to the year 2020. Um, you know, systemic racism didn't just come out in 2020. You know, it's existed for a long time. We're just addressing those things. So kind of moving forward into... Uh, the, the things that I wrote and, and had to say about the election is that I think this election says a lot about America and not Trump or Biden. Um, yes, Biden won the popular vote by a few million votes, but um, I don't think that, like, I think people like to blame Trump a lot <laughs> um, for things that aren't necessary, that aren't necessarily his fault. Like the people that supported him, supported him have always believed the things that they believe. They were just too scared to say it. You know, now he's just made them comfortable to say and believe the things that they believe, um, which, again, of course, some of it's on him. But again, that that represents our country in a way for me. I'm kind of I'm not happy that he was the president, but it exposed a lot of things that needed to be exposed and showed us that um, a lot of things in our country that sh it showed us a lot about the things in our country that like we aren't prepared for that we lack. Um, perfect example is the pandemic. Uh, he re he f uh, fired the, the pandemic response team a few years back, um, and 2020 hits, we're in a pandemic. Um, and so it has showed and exposed some of the flaws uh, in our government and whatnot. And so, you know, I think for me, I think the truth coming to the light is always um, something to be wary of, and, and it's always, uh, in a sense, a good thing. Uh, doesn't necessarily mean it's easy or, or it's fair, but, you know, he showed us a lot of things that, you know, we probably wouldn't have noticed if he wasn't president. If Hillary had won the election, a lot of the things that we're addressing now, we wouldn't be addressing in general. So um, I guess that's a positive I take away from that. Um, and in, in his presidency alone, I mean, Trump failed to condemn white supremacists multiple times. He called Black Lives Matter a symbol of hate and further uh, fanned the flames of division in this country. Yet he was in a toss-up election. Uh, to me, that's probably the most discouraging point of all because, in my personal opinion, I would think that something like Black Lives Matter, which really is the civil rights movement of our time, uh, to call that a symbol of hate. I mean, just imagine if Trump was president in the 60s, what he would have said about MLK and the civil rights movement. Uh, I know some of his supporters might be you know, beefing with that statement, but... To me, I mean, that's true. I mean, he's calling Black Lives Matter a symbol of hate. Um, you know, he's like, I, I don't know what more to, to, to say about that. Um, but to me, just the fact that he was in a toss-up election is a little bit sad. Um, because Joe Biden, honestly, I know he likes to call Joe Biden Mr. Radical Left or that, you know, Joe Biden's a, a member of the radical left, but in reality, Joe Biden is not that left at all. I think he's um, very centrist, like dang near um, a Republican. Like he's he's not that much of a, uh, of a Democrat, comparatively speaking to um, other members of the party. So the fact that Trump could almost beat Biden after all the things that kind of went on over the last four years... Uh, I guess to me that was a little discouraging. I feel like it just it doesn't make sense to me. That's that's really I guess all I could could say about that. Um, and and to me like reelecting someone means you either like what they're doing, you want to see more of them, and you're satisfied with the way things are going. You know, um, it means really I guess one of those three things, or um, 
all of those three things for that matter. And so the fact that Trump was even close shows that um, people liked either liked what he was doing, uh, they wanted to see more of the things that he would do, or that they were satisfied with the way things were going. And then it's kind of funny too because like I've seen a lot of like uh, uh, posts about like on Twitter about pe- people talking about oh like. If you elect Joe Biden, this is like what it's gonna look like. And this was like in I think June after a few weeks after George Floyd had died, like it was like a Republican figure on Twitter. He was like, If you elect Joe Biden, this is what your cities are gonna look like and it's like, bro, that like quite literally happened in Trump's admin under Trump Trump's administration, you know? Uh so it's kinda of funny to me that people <laughs> people think that Trump is gonna be the answers, yet all this happened while he was president, you know. Um, so whatever it doesn't make any logical sense to me, but that's that. Um, and another thing I saw, you know, Steve Kerr, the, the coach of the Golden State Warriors, he's not, uh, he's been vocal about his, how he opposes Donald Trump and, and so is Greg Popovich, the coach of the San Antonio Spurs. But, um, Kerr basically tweeted a few weeks ago about how, uh, if Trump went to apply for a job with 26 sexual assault allegations or, uh, you know, some of the statements that he's made in the past, like, people wouldn't hire him. And to me, that's exactly, I guess, what blows my mind, that he could be probably, like, he could be in the most important position in our whole country. Because uh, I wouldn't allow this man to babysit my kids with his past. Uh, I would not hire him for a job if I was a, a boss. Um, and if my kids or if any of my younger brothers talked the way that he did, uh, we would have a long talk. To me, uh, some of the things that he said is just unacceptable. And a lot of people chalk it up to him um, just being straightforward, him being honest, him just not being politically correct. But uh, to me, I can't chalk it up to that. I think it's just him lacking a sense of empathy and um, lacking the the desire to just treat people with basic decency. And that's just kind of sad. Like the fact that some people think that you know, our country needs more of that, like more of not being politically correct. I don't, again, I, I don't think it's about being politically politically correct. I just think it's about being uh, a, a decent human being and being respectful of other people. Um, I saw a TikTok a few weeks ago and this girl was basically telling her parents like, hey, I'm really into this guy. He has a lot of money, uh, but he has like 26 sexual assault allegations. Uh, and he said some racist things in the past, but None of it can really be, like, proven. So she was, like, basically telling, describing, you know, things that align with who, like, Donald Trump is or things that, you know, he's done. Um, and and uh, her parents like, why would you even consider going on a date with a person like that? Like, that's horrible. And then she's like, okay, then why would you allow him to be president? And her parents were Trump supporters, so that's why she did that. And they're like, oh, honey, that's just different, like that's not funny or whatever. Um, and you know, the last few minutes I was not really necessarily planning on just attacking Donald Trump because when I disagree with somebody, I don't necessarily feel the need to attack him, uh, for a long period of time. But, you know, again, I'm just talking about things that he's done or said that have bothered me. Um, and you know, I think that TikTok example is a, a perfect example. Like, yeah, I would not hire this man. I wouldn't allow my kids to date a man like this, you know, all this type of stuff, like he's not the person I'd want to represent uh, anyone in my family uh, or extended family and et cetera, et cetera. But yet, you know, he's in our highest office, which is kind of crazy. Um, 
and so that's a, and so that's just a little bit about uh, my feelings about you know I guess things that Trump has done or said. I don't stand for them, and it's not because he's a Republican, um, because there are millions and, and plenty of uh, decent, respectful, honorable Republican people. I mean, John McCain is a a perfect example of somebody who was, uh, you know, respected and, and honored in our in our country, uh, and he was a Republican, you know. Uh, so I don't chalk this up to just being a, a, a Republican issue, um, but I just know my conscience can tell me that, like, a lot of the things that he said or done are just not right, and I just can't stand for that. Um, and even recently, I was in a, <clears throat> uh, I was chatting with somebody who, uh, one of my followers on Instagram, and I told him basically, like, you know, hey, like, I know he was talking about how he, um, you know, likes Trump because of his policy, and I said, you know, I just can't stand, uh, I can't stand him because of his character. I said, even if he was a candidate that I liked, right? So if he was, uh, let's say, AOC or Bernie or, I don't know, any Democratic person you want to throw out there, Chuck Schumer, Amy Klobuchar, like any of these people, let's say any of them talked the same way Donald Trump did, I would still not vote or respect them because I can't stand, um, you know, their character and the things that they and who they represent, right? Um, so it's not a it's not a Democrat versus Republican issue for me, and it never has been. But it to me just kind of comes down to decency and to morals, um, and kind of continuing away from Trump a little bit. So so many people marched and posted over the course of this year on the Black Lives Matter about their support of of being anti racist and all this stuff. But when it came time to the polls, they forgot about all the things that they supposedly stood for. Um, and, you know, I always want people to vote with conviction. Even if I don't uh, agree with you at all, I respect you for voting the way you feel you should vote. Even if it's wrong. Like, if you voted for Trump and you did it with your chest, like, yeah. Again, like, this whole time I've been telling you guys, like, I'm not necessarily a fan of Trump. But I guess I'll respect you because you did it with your chest, you know. Um, you did it proudly. But... So at least they voted with conviction, but to me, the performative stuff was just pure garbage. Um, to say, hey, I stand with you, and I see you, and I hear you, and all this stuff, uh, cool, but your actions didn't align with the words, you know? Um, and, and that kind of leads me to a, a post I saw on Instagram that I just thought uh, very well encapsulates a lot of Trump supporters and uh, people that voted for him. All right, so it says this, and it's by somebody... Their name, I think, is Hand Mackey. Um, I saw it reposted on Instagram, but it comes from Twitter. And she said, There's no Trump 2016 voter who today does not know Trump is a racist. They are either A, also racist, B, totally fine with racism, or C, sad about racism in the abstract, but support racist policies in reality because they benefit from and or are not negatively affected by them. <clears throat> I'm going to read C one more time. They are either sad about racism in the abstract, but support racist policies in reality because they benefit from and or are not negatively affected by them. And I think a lot of people, a lot of people fall under C, uh, most of Trump supporters. I don't think, I don't think most, people, most people that voted for him necessarily are racist. Uh, I think that... 
that claim is far fetched. I don't think most of I don't think yeah most of his supporters are racist. Um, and I don't and I this and this is where the idea of being anti racist comes in because a lot of people uh, think it's okay to to be not racist. Oh, I'm not racist. Okay, cool. I yeah, you're not supposed to be. That's I'm not supposed to give you applause for not being racist. Being anti-racist is a completely different thing. So, then there's B, which said, okay, they're totally fine with racism. Um, okay, maybe some, not a lot. But I think probably closer to like 80% of them fall under C. The idea of racism bothers them, right? So, they're sad about racism in the abstract. So, uh, somebody being called a racial slur, being treated differently because of their race that like that kind of stuff that uh um what's the word overt overt racism sounds bad to them that's what i was looking for overt racism to them they can't stand they don't like but when it's covert so when it's not necessarily verbal or physical and it's hidden in policy that's what systemic racism is um they support those policy because they're not negatively affected by them and this is where that whole discussion about we can um, disagree and still be friends, blah, 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 comes in. And I want to quote um, James Baldwin. And if you don't know who James Baldwin is, man, he was an activist, uh, a novelist, and uh, just a very smart man who was who lived during the civil rights era. James Baldwin had so many profound and and wise quotes that you know, to me, I read them and, and still to this day, like, I see the things that he's talking about. And to me, they still, they kind of, they give me goosebumps, really. They're just uh, very profound and, and words that stand, that stand um, even to this day. So he says, we can disagree and still love each other unless your disagreement is rooted in my oppression and denial of my humanity and right to exist. We can disagree and still love each other. Unless your disagreement is rooted in my oppression and denial of my humanity and right to exist. I think that so well encapsulates that quote by Hind Mackey that I just showed. Um, the idea that people are sad about racism at, in the abstract, but support racist policies in reality because they benefit from and or are not negatively affected by them. In my honest opinion, if your actions don't align with your words when it comes to racism, your words are empty. This is a time where when it comes to, to racism or to issues that affect other people, you either got to put up or shut up. You either got to put up or shut up. You know, I appreciate the kind of words. I appreciate the fact that you don't like overt racism. But when it's hidden and covert and, and, and finds its way through systems to exist as systemic racism, when you have nothing to say about that, that's a problem. And I know a lot of people that don't like the idea of racism. They don't like, you know, people being called racial slurs. They think that's wrong. And awesome, you think overt racism is wrong. I mean, even the worst type of people know that it's wrong. But when it comes to policy, your actions don't align with your words, you're just as bad and you're just as fault. You're not anti-racist. Um, to me, not being not racist isn't enough anymore. A lot, gone are those days where... Uh, you could just say, hey, I'm not racist and I don't support people that are racist or blah, 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 blah. And then, you know, the policies that you support uh, disproportionately affect people of color, disproportionately affect minorities. 
disproportionately affect people of different sexual orientations, etc., etc. And that's kind of all I got to say about uh, the idea about, um, you know, a lot of people's activism over the last few months being performative uh, because your actions didn't align with the words that you were saying and the and the things that you claimed uh, to have supported. And is that sad? Absolutely, it is sad. But uh, there comes a time, and I think that time is now, where it's just, you know, you you got you to gotta pick a side. No more straddling the fence, man. Um, there's certain issues where you can't straddle the fence, man. If you have different disagreements on taxes, bro, that is totally okay. Totally understandable. Dope. But when it comes to, to people being treated equally, there's no, there's no more straddling the fence. I say that and believe that. And if you don't, if you still straddle the fence, you know, I'm going to still treat you with respect. But I mean, I, I just don't want to hear the empty words and um, the, the false support when, when your actions aren't aligned with your words, you know, because you say that you're against it. But then when it comes to actually being against it in policy, you're not against it. And, and that's a problem. Um, and, you know, continuing forward, I think. Like I said earlier, a lot of people blame Trump for things that have happened, but so many people have enabled and accepted his behavior. It's not just him. Um, you know, Donald Trump, of course, represents those things that, for me, I guess, that I'm bothered by, but it's not just him. Um, he represents a lot of people in this country, uh, but I think percentage-wise, like 47% of the people that voted in this country align with him. Um, and to me, I think that number is too high because, like I said, I, his character and a lot of the traits that he possesses and things that he says to me are completely wrong. Um, but again, I'm not. Why would I? I can't blame Trump for everything. You know, he didn't make people this way. They were already this way. They just feel comfortable to come out. Um, and, and then kind of moving forward, man, like not accepting defeat in this election because, you know, he's he's been. Uh, Still not willing to concede. Uh, to me, not only is it weak, um, but it it delegitimizes our democracy. Um, you know, people talk about how advanced our country is, how how great we are, but you know, it's kind of funny to me because in in 2018, when Stacey Abrams in Georgia complained about um, you know people cheating her out of the election, uh, people called her a sore loser and. Stacey Abrams is a black woman, and, and you know how the black women of, oftentimes get portrayed in the media. Uh, it's very sad uh, because their white counterparts, male and female, are not held to those th- same uh, standards, those same um, those same stereotypes, and and, the, and that same uh, and people don't keep that same energy for them as they do black women. Um, and so, for me personally, um, I'm always right for black women because I've seen the way that they've been treated by. Uh, the media and people in general, and that's to me, that's not cool. It's unacceptable, uh, and it's sad that we still live in an area where those stereotypes are um, still considered valid. Um, but yeah, Stacey Abrams, if you don't know her, she's a black woman, ran for Senate position in Georgia in 2018, and she lost. And uh, a lot of Democrats were complaining about um, voter fraud and, and just be uh, basically being cheated. Um, uh, or that the election, I guess, wasn't completely valid. Um, again, I wasn't following politics uh, in that close to the time I was a senior in high school. But um, 
now, you know, obviously I'm a political science major, so I pay a lot more attention to these things now. Um, and they, you know, they were saying that she was a sore loser, uh, that she was delegitimizing our democratic processes and all this stuff. And now, you know, they've lost an election and a lot of the Republican people that were calling her all these names are doing the same thing that she was doing in 2018. Whereas, you know, she was a lot more justified than, than they were right now complaining about the election. To me, that's just very sad. Um, and, and it shows hypocrisy uh, to the fullest extent. You know, Trump, he, he lost in, in a fair election, a free and fair election. And, and that's that. And I would be saying the same thing if Joe, if uh, Joe Biden or someone I supported was com- complaining about conceding an election. Uh, there's no evidence of voter fraud. They're just throwing out conspiracy theories. And to me, that's just not cool. And that has to stop because uh, that's how fake news spreads. And, and and that's how people become misinformed. And the more misinformed people are, uh, the more things that we disagree about. So it's wrong. Misinformation is wrong no matter who's peddling it. Um, and, you know, I don't love Joe Biden necessarily. I don't think he's uh, our savior either. Um, and, you know, I, I'm not Joe Biden's biggest fan. I don't love him to death. I don't agree with everything that you know he says or, or stands for. Um, and I don't think he's the savior of the United States of America. Uh, but morally, I stand for a character and someone I can look up to. And uh, you know, I think that uh, in terms of standing up for character, I think he's uh, you know miles better uh, than Trump is. And again, like I said, I'm, I'm not his, his biggest fan or his biggest supporter, but you know, I, I can I can stand for him. I can uh, accept him a little bit more than I can his counterpart. <clears throat> and I understand him and Kamala, just like all of us have have our shortcomings. Uh, I can get into policy stuff, but to me, character matters. Uh, as Van Jones said on CNN um, shortly after Biden won, character matters. Uh, leaders have to be able to shoulder blame. Um, to me, I've always considered myself a leader, and if I'm wrong, I'll take it. I'll take it on the chin. Um, leaders have to be able to shoulder blame. They have to be able to accept responsibility, and uh, ultimately, they have to care about others. I don't think I don't think any of them are going to do that perfectly. Um, obviously, they're human. They're going to have their shortcomings. But uh, if you, to me, if you can't do those things, I, I can't see you as a leader. Um, and so that's you know I had a lot to say. Uh, in this episode, uh, <clears throat> and again, I, I kind of didn't want to say anything once I started preparing to speak because I felt like it might be a little too negative or uh, too divisive or too one-sided, um, but that's just kind of how I felt. I know a lot of people uh, told me to express how I felt about the election, and, and that's kind of that, um, but you know, ultimately, man, to me, every not every issue is Democrat versus Republican. Um it's not black people versus cops. It's not black people versus white people. You know, I try to see things in the lens of in the lens of uh, right versus wrong, uh, acceptable and unacceptable. You know, um, and so kind of finishing this episode up, man. I just want to kind of focus on uh, end on some positive notes. You know, uh, we can't live in the past, man. Uh, the past is the past. It's time to move forward, and I don't mean that. You know, we can't talk about slavery and issues of history because. Um, those are important and they still affect us today. What I mean by that is uh, we can't cry about the last four years of Trump's presidency uh, forever because, you know, we, we have a, a new president-elect now. It's time to move forward. Um, and so that's <laughs> I shared a lot about the emotions I've, I had over the last four years, but uh, kind of moving forward, man, like 
I can't be living in 2016, 17, 18, 19. Uh, going forward, it's about what's um, what's best for our, our, our country and, and, the, and the next steps that we're going to take. And um, I think overall, we can all agree, um, even if we don't have the best way of doing it, uh, the better the betterment of America should be the focus. Uh, and as Joe Biden quotes, as Joe Biden recently quoted Ecclesiastes three one through eight um, in the Bible, basically where uh, it says that there's a time for everything, right? There's a time to tear down and a time to build, a time to weep and a time to laugh, etc. Um, you know, he recently said that now's the time to heal in America. You know, I think over the last few years, uh, some people have you know loved it. They like the direction our country was headed in, and a lot of other people have been hurt. Um, and he, you know, he recently said that you know it's, it's time to heal. And I think um, ultimately that's kind of how I feel as well. That's why I voted for him. Um, I think that he can kind of take us in a better direction. I don't know if it's necessarily going to be the best, but you know, we still critique him and hold him to high standards the same way we did Trump or. Uh, Obama before that or or Bush before that and, you know the list goes on uh, now I'm kind of like old enough to really understand what's going on and you know I study this in school as well um, and so it's it's kind of nice to be informed and, and to understand all of this but uh, you know like I said to me I just want uh, my goal always when, when we talk about this country is to see a better America and that's kind of the reason why I've been working on uh, the film with my boy Jacob over the last few months is because that should always be the goal uh, regardless of Republican, Republican or Democrat, Muslim or Black or or White or Asian, Latino, uh, you know, all regardless of whatever you identify as, too, um, in terms of your sexual preferences or your sexual uh, your gender identity, whatever it is, you know, we should all want the betterment of this country, and I think Joe Biden uh, is the best candidate right now to to go and do that, and you know, I think people also gotta keep in, in, in the tra- transatlantic slave trade started around 1619 um, and, and slavery didn't end until 246 years later and then for almost 100 years you had you know Jim Crow laws and segregation as well um, and so doing all that math together it's 1865 so then we get to if we call Jim Crow and segregation 100 years uh, that means we've had 55 years We've been 55 years removed from slavery and then in Jim Crow and segregation. Only 55 years. Uh, my dad is 54 for context. So, um, you know, we still have a long way to go. Speaking uh, from history, we've got a long way to go to, to kind of right our wrongs and, and to move in the, in the right direction. Um, but you got to take your baby steps, man. None of us here are going to live to see uh, 300 years, right? So... I guess what I'm trying to say by that is, you know, there's a long way to go, but why won't we take steps in the right direction or at least hope for things to get better? Uh, Because if we do our part, man, the next generation comes and if they do their part, uh, the further forward we go and the better we get. And I think that should be the goal, regardless of uh, what you believe. Um, And and today I may have sounded very critical, um, which, you know, I kind of prepared a little bit to say over the last week and a half. Um, and I don't necessarily think it came out uh, the way I was hoping for it to or as uh, clean as I would have liked it to. But, you know, when you're new to something like this, you know, it takes practice. Uh, and so that's something that I'm working towards uh, to, to get better 
um, and, and critiquing and, and um, get better in, in, uh, in portraying the way I feel and, and portraying the thoughts that I have. Uh, but again, that comes with time. And um, like I said, I may have sounded critical, but you know that's how I show that I care. Uh, I'm a very reflective person. I'm a person that likes to uh, kind of analyze things and, and see where improvement can be made, or or see where um, you know I could have done better, and etc. And you know that's just how I've I've always been. You know, I'm very critical of myself. Um, the people that I love, you know, they they'll hear me voice how I feel about certain things, and uh, that's how I am. But you know, I'm only critical when I care. It's that simply put. Uh, you know, I care about this country. Um, I care about the direction we're he- we're heading. And um, if I didn't care, I wouldn't say anything about it. That's how I look at it. Um, and so, yeah, I think there are things I don't like, and there are things that I think we could do a lot better. But I think. It's real to at least show that you care or, um, and I know a lot of people always say things like, oh, well, if you don't like this country, then leave. And it's like, no, I just want this country to be better. I actually care about this country. You know, I don't, Hey, I don't know about you. Like, um, you think it's good the way it is. You know, you don't, you don't see room for improvement, but I always see that there's room to grow in every situation. Um, and so, you know, I'm grateful that, you know, as, as American citizens and as people of this country, we have the opportunity to say that we don't like things and, and try to do things differently. And, you know, I think sometimes it's easy to lose hope and, and be discouraged. But uh, if I lose hope, then what do I have left? You know, that's how I see it. Um, so, yes, I'm absolutely critical. Yes, it, it may bother some people, especially today if, if you know, you're a Trump supporter Obviously, I kind of uh, talked against most of the things that you believe today, right? But um, to me, that's just how I see it, and that's expressing expressing improvements to me is the only way that you know we can grow as individuals and as a country. Um, and ultimately, as I'm gonna finish with this: is I stand for right versus wrong, and in a sense, I think we all do. Um, but if I, as an individual, always carry myself full of empathy, love, compassion, and a commitment to character. Um, I, I'll be fine. And even if others don't, I'll still be fine. You know, I had a lot to say. Um, again, I apologize for not being as organized as I would have, would have liked. I don't think it necessarily came out the way I was hoping for it to exactly. Um, but overall, you know, I have a lot of emotions, mixed emotions about so many different things, but, um, I'm just hoping that, you know, we can push to see, you know, a better America and better days in this country. And, uh, regardless of, the best way you think there is to go about it, you know, um, as long as we're trying to make this country better and, and more equal and fair for everyone, I think we're taking steps in the right direction. Uh, thank you guys so much for lo- listening. This is probably the last political episode I'll have, maybe for another four years. Um, but, you know, I appreciate you guys. And uh, if you voted for Trump, you know, hey, I hope we can, you know, make this next four years good for you. If you voted for Biden, I hope we can make the next four years good for you. And overall, I hope that. Um, we can push in a direction that uh, is considerate of, of a large group of people and of Americans in general. Peace and love as always. I hope you guys take care and stay positive.